Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 219. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the 1970 disappearance of uh, Robin uh, Graham from uh, California. Uh, the 18-year-old victim car had broken down on the highway. The uh, California Highway Patrol had stopped on a couple occasions, uh, talk, spoke with her, and um, somewhere in between point A and point B, a, a trooper did see her talking with a uh, unidentified male. Uh, after that, uh, Miss Graham disappeared, and I'm going to put some uh, a sound bite in here for you, and let's see where it goes. disappeared into the busy Los Angeles traffic, the chances of finding it again were slim. 
Initial reports said that Robin had willingly got in the car with the man. However, the officer who made that report was questioned again and said that while he saw them talking, he didn't see them leave together. The California Highway Patrol faced an immediate backlash for their conduct on the night Robin vanished. People were outraged that they had left a teenage girl on the highway in the company of a strange man in the middle of the night. Even the Los Angeles County Supervisor agreed with the criticism that the officers in question were determined to have acted in accordance with procedure when dealing with stranded drivers. After the uproar, the policy was changed to ensure that no woman stranded on the highway would be left alone. The disappearance was investigated by the Rampart Division of the LAPD and alarm bells were ringing for officers. A couple of years before Robin went missing, numerous women were attacked in what would later be dubbed the Good Samaritan attacks. The suspect would follow the same pattern. He would follow their car and begin flashing his headlights. When they pulled over, he would approach them, saying he noticed a problem with the back tyres, and when they were off guard, he would attack them. The police told members of the public to be wary of people posing as Good Samaritans, and told them not to pull over if they were signalled to by a stranger. After the attacks, the perpetrator seemingly vanished. The more the police investigated, the more disturbing similarities they found to previously unsolved cases. Around a year before Robin's disappearance, an Israeli-born student named Rose Tashman was driving down the Hollywood freeway when her car got a flat tire. Police found her car abandoned, and her body would later be discovered, strangled and dumped in the Hollywood Hills. A few months after Rose Tashman, another woman, Cindy Lee Mellon, disappeared. She too had a flat tire. Her father said she would not have known how to change one. Colleagues said they had seen her talking with a man who they assumed was her father. After realising Cindy hadn't been seen, her father drove to the Buenaventura shopping centre where she worked. The spare tyre was on the ground nearby and her car had the trunk, doors and glove box open. One of her tyres had been slashed with a knife. Cindy Lee Mellon was never seen again. Women in California just kept disappearing and the police had no real answers. In 1971, Lisa Smith vanished while hitchhiking in Santa Rosa on Hearn Avenue. She was only 17 years old at the time of her disappearance. The following year, Ernestine Torello ended up with a flat tire on the Ventura Freeway. Her body was later found in the Santa Monica Mountains. The police believed that she'd been killed by someone who pulled over using the facade of helping her with her tire. Just five days after Ernestine Torello was last seen, 20-year-old Jeanette Camahaley was seen hitchhiking in Santa Rose on Highway 101. A friend of Jeanette was heading to pick her up, but before they could make it to her, she was seen with a white man in his 20s, and like all the other women, was never seen alive again. Mona Jean Gallegos left her friend's house at around 1am on June 19, 1975. Her car was found abandoned on the San Bernardino Freeway at Santa Anita Avenue at quarter to five that morning. It was locked up with no gas. The police theorised she had gone to a nearby gas station and been offered a lift by someone there. Six months later, her remains were found in the Riverside Ravine. The Times ran an article by Robert Kitzler, which said that detectives believed her disappearance was identical to that of Robin Graham's. There are a few theories surrounding the disappearance of Robin Graham. After news of her disappearance broke, the Los Angeles Times covered the story. This would lead them to their first proper witness. A woman came forward saying that she had stalled on the Hollywood freeway just like Robin had. 
she was approached by a man in a Corvette. He claimed to be an off-duty police officer and suggested that she catch a ride with him. After she refused, he quickly sped off into the night. One month later, she was able to identify him, a man called Bruce Davis. A look at Bruce Davis's history paints a frightening picture. He had been a high-profile member of the notorious Manson family cult, responsible for a string of infamous murders that sent Los Angeles into a tailspin of fear and still captures the attention of the public all these years later. Although he wasn't involved in the cult's most notorious crime, the Tate-LaBianca murders, he was right-hand man to its leader, Charles Manson. Davis was later convicted of two murders, both in... So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the highways are a very scary and creepy place at night, especially in uh, rural areas where there are not too many uh, local businesses or houses. Uh, for younger women, um, we do have cell phones now. However, um, definitely take note of... Um, the possibility of people, dangerous people being out there stalking, uh, killing, uh, don't be so free to allow people claiming to be good Samaritans uh, to offer you rides. Um, If you need to stay in your car, keep it locked. Just try to make sure it's off the side of the road. Uh, best bet for you is to call 911 if you're stuck on a highway. Um, at least you can get law enforcement out there uh, to detour any type of creeper that may be out there. Make sure your family member or a friend is coming to get you. Um, and like I said, do not feel a need to voluntarily open your car door windows if somebody claims to be a, a police officer and they're not in uniform or in a uh, marked patrol vehicle um, do not open the door if the car is a plain car with flashing lights do not automatically assume that it's a police officer we have a lot of uh, um, wannabes out there um, you know uh, in that case you, you know just you don't you don't have to comply uh, watch if you're going to attempt to roll a window down and talk uh, just make sure they can't get their fingers in there because they can rip the glass or destroy the glass and get into the car uh, just be uh, cautious um, pepper spray probably is not the best solution in a closed uh, environment if you spray it in a closed environment like inside of a car everybody's getting a dose of it uh, which could lead to bad things because if you're incapacitated and your uh, sus suspect isn't, that could lead to a problem. But anyway, just uh, keep in mind that uh, there are some bad people out there on the highways, very dangerous spots, just like truck stops. Um, you know, so be cautious if you're females, you're going out, make sure you're with more than one person. And until then, if you are in a dark place, a dark road, dark car, dark alleyway, dark street, dark room, dark, anywhere that is dark, ask yourself, one, why are you there? Second, should I be there? And did I 
find the exit out before I, you know, before I heard those set of footsteps coming up behind you because you don't know what they might want. Until then, I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. I will see you the next episode.